a fabringen, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and it is a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this show, on the Fabringen Show, every Tuesday from 1 to 2 p.m., Coming towards the end of this year's season, usually do the shows throughout the school year and through the Chagim. So we're going to wrap it up in this week and perhaps next week as well. And we're coming to a, a very interesting time of the year. On the calendar, we're obviously getting closer to Hanukkah. We're getting closer to various powerful days in the Jewish calendar, but we're heading here in South Africa, we're heading towards holiday. And I've said this before, that it's still an adjustment after living 10 years in South Africa. This is my 11th year. Um, it's still an adjustment to get used to the fact that December is holiday time. We're growing up the Northern Hemisphere. Um, December is when you're starting to get into the groove. You just started the year in September. So it's it's been quite an adjustment. It continues to be an adjustment, but uh, I can't complain. Vacation is never a bad thing, and I think all of us need some form of detox after this year. I'm not sure what a detox looks like when you spent a whole year with the people you're going to spend holiday with. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we all get the detox we need and we're able to come back a bit energized to the coming year and whatever it offers us, please God, only goodness. And as if this year hasn't been reflective enough, it comes this time of the year and people become much more reflective. That's really what happens. You know, we were past the November chaos. Today we started the first of December. Um, and hopefully the, as the school finishes this week, university's gone, etc. We're starting to, the exams are done, the matric students are done. <sighs> Have a deep breath. A deep breath that can now allow us to regain our center, to remind ourselves why we are what we are and where we're going. See, the human being is a very interesting creature. We could have absolute clarity one day and absolute confusion the next day. One day, everything seems colored and bright colors, and the next day, everything seems to be colored and ambiguity. One day you just see things through a clear lens and the next day you're fogged up, not only because you're wearing a mask, you're literally fogged up with your vision. You cannot see one step ahead. I remember one time driving down to a plet and um, hitting about halfway, um, hitting a serious fog. And like you're on a side of a mountain, so you can't really stop. And you you cannot see beyond the meter before you, and you're just praying the whole time, Hashem, just let me get another meter, another meter, another meter. Thank God the cars behind you are also being responsible, and the cars in front of you, and everyone's putting on their brights, and eventually you manage to make it out of the fog. But that's what sometimes it feels like. It feels like life is a fog. And that could be very much after a moment of deep clarity. Because the the funny thing about clarity is it doesn't last. 
it's almost the way Hashem instituted with, it's not almost, it is, that Hashem instituted, God instituted within us, that yesterday's clarity is not enough. Just like the Hanukkah candles, each day you have to grow one candle to the next candle. The answers that you had yesterday are not good enough for your answers today. It's not as if you one time go to a lecture or one time you learn a book and it gives you all the answers and now it satisfies you and you're good. It doesn't work that way. I was listening to a fascinating lecture about marriage earlier today, last night. It's quite a long one. And over there, the lecturer, it's actually quite a famous lecturer, Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson has been here in this country. He offered a very, I guess, intuitive but interesting perspective on marriage. And his idea was that unlike every other relationship, let's say between siblings and even parent children, you cannot see each other for three months, and maybe that's not a good thing, but ultimately after three months you continue off exactly where you finished off. Same thing, friends, etc. Obviously, if you take a break for years and years and years, that's dysfunctional, it won't work. But you can take a substantial break and it, it, it will not affect the, the solidness of the relationship. However, in marriage, one day that you haven't bound, you know, you haven't been together, you haven't engaged, you haven't shared a relationship is a day that you're more distant than you were the day before. Because marriage is, whether you call it fire and water, whatever definition you give it, it is constantly um, needing to be reaffirmed. It's constantly being needed to find its its place. So, as I was thinking about that, I was I was listening to the lecture and and you know very insightful idea of marriage. That's why marriage needs such maintenance. Even the best marriage needs maintenance because by definition it has to be recreated, and that's what keeps it vibrant. It's two different people with two different backgrounds. The love isn't. What, what Jewish mysticism calls natural love that parents have to the children and siblings have to one another. It's a different kind of love. Um, it's a much more passionate love. And in order for the passion to be, you know, there, it, it needs to be reignited constantly. So it's the same thing with clarity as well, that clarity is only there if I'm constantly reengaging for it. And that's why, for example, we daven every day. We pray. We're told to do mitzvot every day, do a, a positive good deed, a deed of connection to God. We're told to study every day, study Torah. Why? Obviously, it's because God wants to do us to do so, and that's why we do it. But fundamentally, what's what's the message to the human being? The message to the human being is that by default, unless we maintain constantly with God, unless we're um, fully there and present each and every time, every day, we're going to lose that clarity. And on the one hand, that's so frustrating. You know, you just went and you listened to the most amazing class, and now you think, you know, I figured out the answers to all my questions. I have no issues left. But just like marriage, it doesn't work like that. Fundamentally, in order for it to be vibrant, it has to be reengaged. In a way, that's what's beautiful. It's just like your health. You cannot say you ate yesterday and that's good enough. You can't say you exercised yesterday and it's good enough. You pretty much cannot say, you know, much about life that you've done yesterday and it's good enough. There's very few areas in life. You worked hard yesterday. Great. Fine. But today's another day. Today demands something else and, and we will lose our We'll lose our sharpness if we if we disengage for a day or two, and like you often find that even after two three weeks of holiday, you're trying to get back into the world. It, it, it's an adjustment because it's only through constant maintenance and constant re-education and constant meditation, constant 
um, learning that we stay sharp. And it's something that we, we often forget, you know, like many of us will show up to show once a year. And we'll go to a nice lecture if there's like a fascinating international lecturer in town. We'll go to listen to the lecture. But you know what the problem is? The problem is that it's not enough. It's great. And, and you know, far be it for me to tell anybody what to do. But if our goal is to be engaged, a once-off, even if it's super powerful, is not enough. It, it is more transformative to do small bites every day than to do a big bite in every so often. A marriage, it's more important every day to engage without, you know, bells and whistles than to go to Tahiti or, you know, to fly off to um, a beautiful beach in Thailand. It's, it's, it's more worthy and more beautiful and more solid building when we do the small bites every single day. And that's really the, the, the model of Judaism, the model of, of, of religiosity. It's not showing up to, you know, synagogue once a week, once a year. There's a reason that Hashem, that Yiddishkeit instituted, you know, originally by, you know, the Torah that was given by Hashem and then with all the sages, um, with their godly wisdom, you know, building onto it. The, the, the structure is, is extremely intuitive to the human mind. It's extremely intuitive to the human condition. The human condition needs constant maintenance. And therefore, yes, it might not be super emotional and exciting to daven, to pray to God three times a day. It's a limit how many times you could get excited. But the small, unglamorous repetition is more transformative than once in a blue moon, mind-blowing stuff. We change by slow, small bites. It doesn't feel dramatic. It doesn't feel exciting, but you can look in your own life. You'll know it from yourself that ultimately that is the way we change. That is the way we bring out the best version of ourself. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson from Linksfield Show. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 Chai FM. We are wrapping up a year of shows here on Chai FM, the Fabringen Show. It's been an interesting year. Last time I was in the studio, I can't even remember. Been doing this from my laptop, from my computer, from my phone, um, and often in very interesting spaces. Thank God right now I'm in a comfortable, beautiful space in my office. But, you know, it's, I remember one time I was on the way back from a funeral and uh, we were doing the show. And then the producer says, Rabbi, you can't drive while you do this. So uh, stop. So I stopped in the middle of nowhere, parked on the side of the road and did my show. So, yeah, it's definitely been a very unusual year in many ways, including um, radio. And before the break, we were exploring this idea of finding wisdom as a constant journey. And that's actually why we played the song. It's a magnificent song originally recorded by Mordechai and David that was sung by Ellie Marcus. Um, the song is called Take the Time. Take the time to get things right and cherish wisdom. Because, again, yesterday's clarity is not good enough. The best sermon on Rosh Hashanah, the best davening on Rosh Hashanah, 
the most reflective meditation at a special retreat after eight hours of yoga, all that stuff is great. It does not transform a person the way daily actions do. There's a, there's an example to it. Unfortunately, it comes from a very tragic um, perspective of life, but it, it, it's a very strong example of this idea how small bites consistently is much bigger than one big bite um, on once off. And it actually comes from the area of abuse where it's shown in studies that somebody could go through a very traumatic event or an abuse and on the one hand, yes, that once off can be absolutely mind-blowingly tragic, but to the psyche, to the human psyche, it's much more dangerous when there is, even if it's small, but it's constant, because what the, the constant repetition of the abuse or the trauma um, ingrains it, and it becomes, no longer is it a once-off event, it becomes fundamentally part of the human nature. And it's much harder to treat long-term trauma, even if it is of a lesser degree of trauma versus a once-off major traumatic event. In our Yiddishkeit, in our Judaism, and in our clarity, it's so important that we focus on building consistency, daily learning, daily davening, daily mitzvah. And I have to say, it's only become, I, I could have given this, this show um, in hindsight many years ago, but it only really came home to me this idea in a very poignant way. Sometimes you can know something, but you don't really know it. It has come to me, you know, very clearly in a way that is so in my face. And that is during this year, having been forced to move online, um, all the shiurim, all the classes, the, and pretty much most, if not all, of the shul, the community's functions. It's been a huge um, learning curve to realize the power of teaching people small bites, but more often. I'll give you an example. I, I, I'll try not to be vague. Once upon a time, a big part of the, the role that I felt I had in the show was to arrange Torah classes, to arrange Torah lectures. Often you would create a beautiful advertisement, you would get a top class lecturer, and you would invite people to come out on a Monday night and show up to the lecture. And you put an incredible amount of effort, and if you were lucky and it was a speech that resonated, often a very emotive speech, you'd get a few hundred people. On average, you would get just under, somewhere between 50 and 100. Now, that was after tremendous effort, and we took people on for the night, and it was impactful, it was incredible. But it, was it transformative? Well, it definitely created a good energy, it created a good name, but was it transformative? Not necessarily. With lockdown, we were forced to reinvent, so yes, we continued having various events on Zoom, but even with Zoom, I slowly realized that these events on Zoom, an hour long, 45 minutes long, it has to work for people. And if it's every week, it gets a bit much. And many people had done in the past, but I personally had never done it. And that is daily WhatsApp messages, which personally I never, whatever, it didn't resonate. And there was an, a few months back, there was a, a new cycle of, of Maimonides learning that starts basically once a year. 
throughout the year over 365 days, plus minus all Maimonides' 613 mitzvahs that he enumerates the commandments of God are taught. So I came up with this idea that obviously had been used elsewhere, but whatever, at least for, for me it was a bit original, and that was to give a daily shear under two minutes and see how it goes. And amazingly, first of all, it, it started off in our community and then it just took off to so many other communities here in South Africa and around the world. And within two days, over 200 people registered to do this thing. I was like, wow. Now, obviously, my gut was telling me, as many pessimists were telling me, people are going to drop out. And they did. I would say that since we started about five months ago, I've lost maybe 10 to 15 percent of the people who joined. Originally, they thought they were joining something else or whatever. You know, I've also quit many WhatsApp groups before. I don't I, I get it. But the fact is, it was 80 to 90 percent retention of people still listening, which for me was mind blowing. Then decides to stretch it a bit further and start sharing um, on the community WhatsApp groups, that we have three WhatsApp groups, a daily vart. Um, I got an idea from Rabbi Shishler, who hosts the show on the Thursdays, to each day go on a different topic. So seven days a week, one day I, I share a song, one day I share um, a story, one day we share mysticism, on Tuesday we share davening, on Wednesday we share history, on Thursday we share practical Judaism, on Friday we share a parasha thought, and again, Saturday night, a story, and Sunday, a song. Goes to hundreds of people, and people are engaged. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, like, I, I struggled for many years to just pull off a few lectures, and now you're offering four or five-minute sound bites, and people are engaging whenever they can. And often people will come and apologize, and they say, sorry, Rabbi, you know, I haven't caught up. I'm like, it's okay. I'm just sending out stuff. Feel free. Then at some stage uh, two months ago, three months ago, we just started – Yes, two months ago exactly, we started the new uh, Torah reading. Basically, we started the five books of Moshe from the beginning, Chumash. And I thought to myself, you know, why don't we teach each day the Aliyah of the day? Each parsha has seven Aliyot, so let's teach the parsha the Aliyah of the day. So I was reaching out to a friend of mine. I was like, I think I'm bombarding the community. Like, should I, shouldn't I? And he encouraged me to do so. So I said, why not? Amazingly. 150 people sign up. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Like, this is so late into COVID, and yet people are still interested. And then the cherry on the top was this week, um, on, on, on Shabbat, on the 19th of Kislev, is the new cycle of Daily Tanya. The Tanya, which is a book I'm sure you've seen it advertised all around town. There's a major campaign to study Tanya. That's more in-depth. But the, the, there's also a campaign to finish the Tanya every year, which obviously cannot be at the same level of depth but it allows a person to cover lots of ground and to gain the basics. And obviously, at their own pace, then they could go into depth. What happens, unfortunately, very often is we start the book and we never finish because we go so slow. And although we gain, it's, there's a tremendous amount to be gained just from context. So I'm thinking to myself earlier this week on Sunday, do I launch another, a fourth WhatsApp group for Tanya? And I'm thinking to myself, no, not a chance. There's no way anybody's going to join it. Again, I reach out to a friend of mine, and he gives me the push I need. And by now, it's only 48 hours, less than 48 hours after we open the group, and 83 people have signed up to listen to a daily share of Tanya. These are pretty much everyone's at least signed up to one or two other groups of ours in our, in our community, and I'm sure they're signed up to others. And I'm like, 
What is this telling me? What this telling me is that perhaps the model of, you know, big lectures it has to continue. And post-COVID, please God, we'll get back to some form and model. And there's still room for these major Zoom events with, you know, major guest speakers. There's room for it. But true change and is, is the idea of repetition. And what people want is they go into a car ride, they turn on a phone for three, four minutes, they hear a vert, and they get clarity. Then they go into another car ride, they listen to a thought for a few minutes, and they get a car ride, and they get the clarity. The point is, what I've learned in my little experience of opening four different WhatsApp groups in a time span of under six months, and each one of them attracting numbers that I didn't dream of, is that people are interested in learning and people realize the importance of learning. They maybe cannot commit major time and maybe they're just done with those once off, you know, big inspirations. But what people do want is constant daily thoughts and that maintenance, although it's not glamorous, you know, I I try to invest in my WhatsApps, but I can't say that I invest in four different messages a day the way I invest in a major lecture. It's not practical. I tell my friends I do four WhatsApp groups. They're like, but how, you know, you can't dedicate that much time. I was like, yeah, if I want to, if I wanted to do it on the same level of, you know, high level lectures, I can never pull it off. I do my best. And for most people, thank God it seems it's good enough. But what's the point? The point is, even if it's not the high level of glamour, it's impactful in its consistency. And that's what I've learned this year, which for me as well, you know, various commitments I've taken on to study whether it is uh, the book Likutei Sichot, um, Gemara, Talmud, different areas of, you know, of commitment I've taken on to study. It's the power of consistency that suddenly one day you wake up and you realize how much knowledge you gained, but more important than the knowledge you gained, how much clarity you live with because you didn't only learn something a week ago, you learned it this morning. You're constantly tapping into God's wisdom. You're constantly tapping into clarity. And clarity, like marriage, needs constant investment. It does not work. You don't just put money aside and it just grows at 7% a year. And then you turn back and like, wow, look, I've grown just based on that one good deed I did. It doesn't work like that. Change every single day. Growth. It doesn't have to be exponential, but it has to be growth. And again, that is the fundamental message of the Hanukkah story. The message of the Hanukkah story is what was good enough for yesterday, one candle, is not good enough today. One candle on the second day will not suffice. Yesterday's standard is today's. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Aftson, and we are back after that short break. And we are talking about today the idea of maintenance. It's a, it's a powerful thought that we could wrap up, um, the, sh- the show and hopefully the year with, again, it's not an original thought. It's not my thought. It's Torah's thought. And that is we cannot ever take a break from growth. We can take a break from certain areas of our life. But we can never take a break from growth. A person can never be static. Earlier today, I was preparing a shear on, a, on a, 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 the parsha of next week, and there was the insight that you know I always thought was a nice cliche, but that but over there I saw it within a Torah book, which says that life is like a climbing a mountain, and just like when you climb a mountain, if you're on the top, then you could rest. If you're on the bottom. You could just stand there. But if you're in the middle of the climb, you cannot stay static. 
unless you're just hanging on a rope, but even that's going to get sore eventually. You need to continue climbing. That's life. Life is like a mountain climb. You're in the middle of the climb and you have no choice because you're either going up or you're going down. But static does not work. There is no such a thing as holiday from growth. We could maybe do it in holiday different ways. You know, maybe usually we grow through hard work and holiday we maybe take it easy and we read books and we just spend time with family. But fundamentally, the idea of growth, growth in our character, growth in our knowledge, growth in our clarity is constant. There is no day that we get off. And that is at the heart of why Yiddishkeit, Judaism, is a day-in and day-out religion. Many other religions, they demand, you know, general precepts that a person does every day, but fundamentally, the service within the religion is once a week, once a month, once a year. Judaism comes and says, yes, we'll give you those big once-offers, those Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the Pesach, but observance is daily. It's what you eat. It's what the blessing you make before you eat. It's how you do everything because every single thing is an opportunity to tap in and to retain, to not lose focus. Because again, as human beings, we lose focus so quickly. Earlier today, I was listening to a lecture of a woman who was, you know, she, she survived cancer, a very hectic cancer. She was in the hospital for four years. She gave us TED talk and what she said wasn't original, but it was just insightful to hear from somebody who experienced it, that after getting well, that was when the transition, when when the biggest challenge was. Because as long as she was um, in the hospital, she, she, she was focused, and she really knew where she's heading. But the moment she's out of the hospital and now she's okay, that clarity was gone. And now what? And now she has to live real life. You know, when we go through tragedies or when we go through amazing simchas, we have such clarity. Like, for example, you've never seen, unless the person's a real, uh, sorry, I don't want to name anybody, anything, but unless the person really hasn't worked on their character at all, you've never seen somebody marrying off their child, standing under the chuppah, thinking about the faribble they have about something that happened 10, 10 years before. You hope not, because if you do, then like you know, you really need to work. Why? Because at that moment, the joy is so big and the clarity is so great. You're marrying off your child. That's amazing. You have a baby. You see, you never see a person, you know, a moment after they have a baby, start venting about, you know, their boss. Why? Because again, they're living with clarity. So yes, there are those moments of deep clarity, but those moments of clarity are not enough. Clarity needs maintenance. Everything needs maintenance. And what's maintenance of clarity? Study, prayer, tapping in to who we are and what we do. That clarity is fundamental. It, it is who we are. And that's why, you know, as we go into holidays and as we go into the Hanukkah season and we go into wherever we're going to go, I pretty much, I guess, the, the options of the bush, and you know the, this immediate surroundings. Wherever you go, you stay in Joburg. Commit yourself to at least a few minutes a day of tapping in to who you are. Every day, try with all your heart to tap into something, even if it doesn't have to. Sorry, it doesn't have to be with all your heart, even if it's a bit superficial. But touch, touch base. It's a baseball expression. Touch base. You know, come touch the base. Even for a second, reconnect to who you are. 
in the marriage, in the parenting, and in the Torah, and in your Judaism, and whoever you are, whatever your, you know, your spirituality is, tap into it, connect to it. Because again, glamour is glamorous, but it's not transformative. Transformation happens in the boring, but committed act of daily repetition. So let's repeat, day in and day out, because it's that way that we achieve greatness. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, and this is Rabbi Levi Avton saying goodbye to a year together on the Fabringen show. This has been a strange year, but a year that is full of blessings as well. And I hope that each and every one of us can look back at this year and find the blessings. And yes, may 21, 2021 be a fantastic year. May the issues that came up in our lives this year move on. And may no new crazy issues come in. And may we all find within our lives the peace and the blessing that uh, we all need. And I want to finish off. This Shabbat is the 19th of Kislev, which is considered a, a major Chag. Um, a major holiday, it is a Hasidic holiday, but which really has come to symbolize the spreading of Jewish mysticism around the world. What is mysticism? Mysticism is what exactly we've been talking about throughout the show, and that is the power of light. Because that's what each and every one of us need. We need light, we need clarity. And that's why I would encourage each and every one of us to at least, you know, tap into Something to give you the clarity you need. It, it offers life not only the what, but the how and the why. It gives us an understanding of what we do and why we do what we do. And each and every one of us, when we live with a strong why, it is so much easier to endure ever and, you know, anyhow. So let us work on tapping in to a bit of light, a a bit of clarity. Let us try to learn the message of Hanukkah, that what was good enough for yesterday is not good enough today, that we need to grow, grow and grow and grow every single day. And in that growth, we slowly but surely discover the incredible, incredible gift of clarity, which is something that more than ever we all need in our lives. And... My blessing to you is Hanukkah Sameach. Have a happy Hanukkah. Light the candles. Tap into the joy. Tap into the magic. Have a great holiday. I want to thank Chai um, I want to thank Craig. I want to thank the whole team of producers who put together the Chai shows each and every day, each and every week. Thank you so much. I want to finish off my show for the year. Um, with uh, one of my favorite singers, Yishai Ribo, singing together with Amir Benyon and Amir Dadon. Nitzachtiti Akol, really, it's a song about the power of music and the power of true transformation. God bless you all. Thank you.